Adventures in Calthumbria, Episode 1. The Crisis Involving Sea Porcupines. Along the western shores of Oceanus Calthumbrius, a lone figure in a reflective lime green biosuit ambles up the coast. The seas are pink and pale lavender, and the land is bright, porous, and rich with fronds of crimson coral. To the east, a salty breeze shivers across a tall grove of seaweed cypresses, wafting smells of brine and sweet window lily into the man's flaring nostrils through the filter of his protective helmet. His ears are filled with the ancient songs of hoverfish and dragon whale. Ethereal creatures swim high amongst purple clouds in the cantaloupe orange heavens. He can feel warm radiating on his suit from the second sunrise. There is life out here, and yet life is fleeting. Oh, <laughs> what have we here? <laughs> the man takes off his helmet, <sighs> gulping fresh air. He stoops low to inspect an object burrowed in the crystal sands. At first, he thinks it might be an abandoned shell or a fruit's prickly husk. But it moves. The critter squirms. Its purple quills quiver at his touch. Oh, at last! A living specimen! He adjusts the round specks that have floated down his nose and reaches for a satchel at his waistbelt, producing a glass tube. Carefully, he places the organism inside this capsule and seals the lid shut. The creature curls into a fuzzy ball and falls asleep. Don't worry, my spiny little friend. <laughs> I'm not going to hurt you. I'm going to save you and all of us from total destruction. The fate of Calthumbria hangs in the balance. <laughs> I must take you to the king of Althazar at once. <laughs> Beneath blades of emerald seagrass, reaching as high as 60 feet, the man sets down his helmet and peers through binoculars at an immense castle city upon the coast. Althazar lies ahead, a sprawling maze of red walls, purple rooftops, crimson flag turrets, maroon minarets, violet cupolas, rose-tinted aqueducts, lavender canals, pink villas, lush 
coral gardens and kelp-forested parks inside burgundy and Tyrian tile atriums. Carmine pillars, cinnabar colonnades, gilded Mars basilicas, colossal colosseums in their respective shades of scarlet, cordovan, amaranth, vermilion, and jasper, and splendorous statues of legendary heroes carved from opalescent sea crystal. While taking in the view, he spies a fat, bearded man aloft a balcony in the tower of the king's fortress, located at the heart of the city of Althazar. The fat, bearded man is wearing a crown. He gazes up at the stars through a gilded telescope. The man in the green biosuit tilts his binoculars inland, beyond the city's outer walls. He sees a blue wizard staring straight back at him through another pair of binoculars. The blue wizard blinks through the binoculars with bright yellow eyes, and then he poofs into a cloud of blue smoke. Oh, what the... Oh, oh, oh dear. <laughs> we are being stalked by a pack of wild lion sharks. They are a native species to the plains of Althazar, but rarely do they hunt this early before the hours of twilight. Why, they must be famished. Alright, okay. Uh, my goodness, uh, they have us surrounded. Uh, don't worry, my friend. I won't let them eat you. Uh, not without a fight. <laughs> Stay back. No, back, I say. He closes his eyes just as the nearest lion shark lunges an attack. <laughs> The man opens his eyes to see the lion sharks fleeing inland. Two of the beasts <gasps> lie slain, arrows sticking in their sides. Are you all right? He turns to see a lean, hooded figure, clad in patches of leather armor with silver chainmail underneath and wearing a shadowy gray cloak. They have raven hair and bright eyes with pale yellow irises. A dark pendant in the shape of a crescent moon hangs around their neck. They carry a long, slender bow and a quiver full of arrows. <laughs> All right. Uh, I am outraged. How could you do that? Do what? I just saved your life. <laughs> you just murdered an endangered species. Only... Okay, it's three. 336 lion sharks remained in the entire Calthumbrian biosphere. Now, thanks to you, there are only 336 minus two, 334! If I hadn't intervened, you'd be lunch! Uh, They've been wandering way too close to the city walls, ambushing unsuspecting tourists like yourself. That is because they are running out of food. And I'm not a tourist. I am a man of science. <laughs> An antenna in the shape of a sunflower sprouts from the man's helmet and starts emitting frequencies to outer space.
And I am a master of the hunt, which means we probably share very little in common. Now help me carry these carcasses to Althazar. He glances over at the lion shark's maimed flesh. Glistening entrails begin pooling out in a symphony of excrements. Appealing as that sounds, I'm afraid I have to go. A severe crisis has befallen Calthumria. It is an emergency that must be relayed to the King of Althazar as soon as humanly- I saved your life. You owe me one. Now grab the shitty carcass or I'll turn you into poop guts next. <laughs> I highly doubt that you would actually- The archer's yellow eyes sharpen. The archer strings their bow with an arrow, aims straight at the man's forehead. Oh, <laughs> very well. <laughs> the hunter rides atop a gray manta wolf. An intelligent beast with smooth wings and a sharp, stinging tail. One of the carcasses is draped across its silver-furred hindquarters, as the weight of both dead lion sharks would be too much for the majestic mount to carry. The man of science trails behind, lifting the scrawnier carcass upon his shoulders with the help of straps. So... What's your name? They call me Caldera, wielder of the Crescent Bow. As Caldera speaks, they are confronted by a larger pack of lion sharks. Hang on! No! Wait! Don't kill them! As the voracious predators close in for an attack, Caldera raises the curved bow and lets fly a quarrel into their midst. At first, it appears that Caldera's arrow has flung up a cloud of dust. But then, the little sand devil whirls up into a raging squall. The lion sharks are blown far into the distance. And the winds die down again. No! There. Didn't kill him. Magic arrows? I thought those were illegal. You might as well have blown those lion sharks to the moon. Actually, I did. They're currently orbiting around the fourth one. <laughs> oh, oh dear. I think the, the lion sharks... Uh, entrails are leaking inside my suit. You'll get used to the smell. I believe I might uh, uh, throw up. Don't do that. Not inside your house. Gross. You're disgusting like an old man baby. Hand me that carcass. I don't want you touching any of my pelts. <laughs> I'm fine, <clears throat> actually. 
I did not vomit inside my helmet. Everything is fine. I will manage. Are you sure? Mm. You, uh, mm. you look ill. I will mm. manage! Mm. My hero. What's your name? <clears throat> Professor Tipplewitz, environmental expert on the study of sea porcupines at your service. You sound like such a gentleman. What brings you to the city of Althazar? <laughs> None of your business, that's what. The professor loses his grip. No, 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 no. He is momentarily crushed by the carcass bleeding on top of him. While struggling to get a better hold on the beast's wet, scaly fur, the tube rolls out from his satchel. Goldira dismounts from their mental wolf to halt it with the heel of their leather boot. You dropped this. Give that back. What is it? A rare baby sea porcupine. This? This is why you're headed into the city? I can help you sell it, you know? Not for sale! Now give it back! Fine. Keep your pet. Caldera nonchalantly <laughs> flings the sealed container over their shoulder. <laughs> Professor Tipowitz lunges <laughs> out from underneath the lion shark carcass and barely catches the capsule before it would have hit the ground and shattered in pieces. Inside the tube, the baby sea porcupine hiccups, curls back into a fuzzy ball, and falls asleep. There, there. Not a pet. What is it then? It is our only hope for survival. Whose survival? All of us. <clears throat> you see. At the rate sea porcupines are being murdered, they will soon go extinct as a species. Already, a number of Calthumbrian predators are dying out. Take these starving lion sharks, for example, now preying on travelers, in order to survive. Without sea porcupines, the food chain is going to collapse. I must address this issue with the king of Althazar. Our collective future is at stake. Good luck with that. Huh. When we get to the city, I suggest we part ways. Indubitably, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> to be continued. Starring Chris Steele as Professor Tipplewitz. <laughs> Latasha Govan as Koldira. Wielder of the Crescent Bow. Mateo Lubbock as Sea Porcupine. And Lion Sharks. <laughs> and Willa Leach as Dragon Whale. Narrated by Yusef Graves. Created and written by Max. Silver. Sound designed by Adam Kennedy. And executive produced by Casey Vanderzee. Hello, I'm Max Silver, creator of Calthumbria. 
I'd now like to take a moment to thank our patrons. Sean Jewell, Mallory Penny, Gabriel Martin Lebrasse, Madeline Jacques, Betsy Hutchison, Frankie. Thank you so much for your support. Want to join these adventurers on a quest to save Calthumbria's fate? Visit www.patreon.com slash adventures in Calthumbria to see the rewards. Your marvelous journey awaits. <laughs>